the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good rainy Saturday afternoon to y'all. Well, I've got some news. Your host, Roger Metz, is not here. He got himself lost in the woods and never came home. And I, I can't say that's sad, but no, I'm just <laughs> no, he's here. He's here, but I took over the show today. And y'all are just going to have to sit back and listen because it's going to be awesome. What show are they listening to? You're listening to Woods and Water, South Carolina. On what radio station? 94.5 WGTK. Very good. I should do this more often. Well, this is like the third Saturday you've been on with me. Yeah. So we'll get, we'll get to you in, in a minute. But but right now. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Just kick me to the curb. I'll kick you to the curb any day because we got a bigger name on the other line. We do. We do. We've got Andy Montgomery. Andy, you there? Sir, you scared me a little bit. I said, this don't sound like Roger's <laughs> voice. <laughs> well, she said she wants to be more of a part of it. I figured give her a chance and see how it goes. That's right. So you use me as a guinea pig, huh? Absolutely. Because <laughs> I know you being a South Carolina boy, you just roll with it. <laughs> That's right. We we can understand each other. That's anyway. exactly right. <laughs> well, th- look, Andy, you're in Greenville. I am. I am. It was a little last-minute thing. Uh Chris Wales, he's the bass chaplain. Right. He travels all over with us um, to our tournaments, whatever, and he's raffling off his boat to raise money for his expenses. He does it all on his own dime. Right. Uh, as far as travel with expenses, and we are at Cabela's in Greenville. Uh, we was originally at Bass Pro in Concord yesterday. We moved to Cabela's in Greenville since they're sister companies now. Right. And we are raffling off the boat at 430 uh, the the raffle will be cut off at five o'clock. Chris will draw. Somebody's gonna win a brand new. Well, it's not brand new. One year old. <laughs> one year old. Very very little use. Right. A Z eighteen fully rigged, ready to go. It's about a forty thousand dollar package. A uh, hundred dollars per ticket. Uh, so if you're in the area, stop by Greenville Cabela store, pick you up a ticket, or if you can't get here, you can go to chriswales.org and buy a ticket to 4.30 is the cutoff, though. Got to get them in before 4.30. Got to get in before 4.30. Um, yep. I wasn't going to talk to you because of those awful pictures you sent me the other day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess we need some background stories. Me and Roger kind of met through this radio station. And yeah. Now we've become kind of friends. Yeah. Just friends. So, kind of friends. Uh, I guess he was... One of the first ones to get a picture of that big deer. Pull for me, man. You know, got to be happy for me. Pull for me, not I, against. I'm look. <laughs> I was sitting in the rain when that text came through, deer hunting myself, and I was like, "Good job. That's a good deer." <laughs> yeah, there you go. Good job. We, we both like to see good South Carolina wildlife. We do. Sure. We do. Well, One look, thing we share in common is our passion for South Carolina outdoors. That's exactly right, and I, I appreciate that. There's other people out there with the same mindset as me. That's right. I agree with that. Good. Well, if uh, you're going to be there till five o'clock today, so if somebody wants to talk fishing with you, you'll be around for a little while. 
That's right. Uh, we right here where the door where you open the door. So uh, till five o'clock, if you want to talk about fishing, if you want to talk about hunting. It's hunting season, so I That's love it. to talk about hunting. Yes, hunting. <laughs> but either one, I will be here till five o'clock, um, and then we'll be going to watch Clemson play tonight. Oh, Ooh, yes. Going to there we go. There we go. I heard a Clemson fan in the oh, background, yeah. and I don't. I don't have a clue why she is. <laughs> <laughs> Well, look, Andy, I appreciate you taking just a couple minutes. We'll, uh, you and I are going to get together and do some MLF stuff here shortly. There you go. Sounds good, Roger. All Thanks, right. guys. Take care, Andy. Talk to you soon. Oh, thank you. Yep. Yeah, I, uh, I didn't know Andy was going to be in. He, but, yeah, I was sitting in the stand, and he texted me, if you go to Andy's Facebook page, it's, it's a nice deer for South Carolina. Very nice deer. Wish we had some of those. <laughs> we have some of them. Trust me. <laughs> Where? Trust, the tracks. Where? <laughs> I, I, look, there are some good tracks. I just can't see them during the daylight. Then that's the way those big deer are. They make one mistake, and if you're not there to, at the time he makes a mistake, you're just not going to see him. Yep. <clears throat> uh, it'll get better. It'll get better. Okay, look, it is Christmas on Woods and Water, South Carolina. It's December the 1st. Uh, it's after Thanksgiving, so you can actually listen to Christmas music in my house now. Yay. So, I mean, not saying I didn't do it before. But. Well, but you didn't do it where I could hear you. So, so look, and we got a lot of stuff to give away. So we're not going to start. This is just a test run, but this is what you're listening for uh, on Woods and Water through the month of December, probably into January, because I'm going to do some January Christmas stuff, too. So when you hear this, and it can come at any time, be ready. No, no, I want to fish your red undercover nation. Do you want to get rid of my lead rifle? You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> My favorite Christmas Christmas movie. So when you hear that, and it could come in any time, we got some giveaways. Today we're giving away some, um, due to the, the generosity of Chris Baxter at Zoom Bait Company in Georgia, and then just a little further down in Georgia, uh, Greenfish Tackle John here and Will Hardy. They fixed me up with a bunch of uh, Zoom toe toter buzz baits and, uh, I mean, not Zoom, greenfish tackle <laughs> toe toters and uh, Zoom horny toads. And if you talk to Brandon Cobb, he'll throw one of those practically at any time. And I've caught some good fish on them this year. So got some of that, and we got some add-ons too. So when you call in, you can't just call in and say, I'm calling number one, I want my stuff. Now, you have to come on the air because i got to ask you a couple questions because there's some ancillary things in here. I'm not going to ask you anything personal. It's, well, I don't know. Shirt size? Is shirt size personal? Um, not, not too personal. Okay. It's not like asking somebody how old they are. No. Okay. All right. So when you hear that, call in Greenfish Toad Toaders, Greenfish, greenfish Toad Toaders, Zoom Horny Toads, and i got some other stuff here that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fix up a nice package and and that'll get things started this week, and then next week we'll have some more stuff, and uh, it'll all be fun. Love giving away stuff. All right, three minutes. Let's uh, let's go through the calendar events right quick. And I had a couple things here somewhere that now I can't find. Uh, probably put them back in the book, didn't I? Nope, not there. Not there. Well, here it is. Okay, all right, we got it now. Confluence Outdoors. Mark your calendars. Are uh, did I say visit Anderson Green Pond Landing and Event Center? No, shame on you. That who is who presents the calendar events each week. No. Oh gosh. 
You messed up. I did. That's not an uncommon occurrence. Mark your calendars. Our annual factory warehouse sale will be held on Saturday, December the 8th from 9 to 3 at 575 Malden Road in Greenville, South Carolina. All kayaks, canoes, stand-up paddle boards, paddles, paddle accessories will be sold at prices you don't want to miss. Brands will include Perception, Wilderness Sisters, Wilderness Systems, Board Works, Adventure Technology, and Harmony Gear. Credit or debit cards only. Our sales are final. No warranties apply. We hope to see you. That's Confluence Outdoors, the warehouse sale. Tomorrow, Sunday, December 2nd, I got these out of order. 1 to 6 is Seaweed Outpost in Almondaw Green is the Bird Jam to Save, Save Crab Bank at Seaweed Outpost. Uh, 25 bucks for adults, 10 for kids. All proceeds donated to Save Crab Bank. You can get tickets at the door at Coastal Expeditions. The Root Note Food Truck, wood-fired pizza, wine, and beer are going to be there. Acoustic Muffin, Marsh Marshgrass Mama's Trio, Red Cedar Review, Dallas Baker and Friends, Danielle Howell, and Bogan Mass. So if you're in the Charleston area and uh, you want to go get some food, some music, all to benefit Crab Bank, which you know we're uh, trying to restore to its former glory and nesting habitat for birds, then that's tomorrow if you need somebody down in Low Country get it that way. Um, Coastal Expeditions. We're opening up the livery doors at our flagship store on Shim Creek on December the 8th tonight for the 21st annual used gear sale. It's a thoughtful alternative to buying new. When you select gear with history, you're getting a new that has witnessed ancient cypresses and Francis Mary and a kayak that has explored the salty waters of Cape Romaine or a stand-up paddleboard that has interacted with playful dolphins on Shim Creek. The This well-kept pro-grade gear has already been primed for adventure for yourself as a gift. This is a sale that locals wait for all year. December 8th and 9th, Saturday 9 to 4, Sunday 10 to 2 at uh, oh, oh, uh, East Louise. Coastal Expeditions there on Shim Creek. Mine just blanked out on me. <laughs> You just so, need more sleep. Yeah, I do need more sleep. <laughs> I have an alarm set for like 5.45 this morning. I woke up at like 3.45. Never went back to sleep. You won't get any sympathy from me? No. <clears throat> no. Just like you won't get any sympathy from me about going to parties and then having homework exactly. to do. Exactly. Which is your head of the day. So, anyway, um, remember, listen for Don't Shoot Your Eyes Out. And what else is going on? You got some stuff. I do. I have some pretty good stuff. Pretty good stuff. We got a bunch of other stuff. <laughs> just a bunch of stuff. Just a bunch of stuff. This is what happens when you get us live. We just have stuff. Well, <laughs> whenever you want to. We'll go to break. Hang on through the break. Speaking of. <laughs> and uh, when we come back, we've got more Woods Water stuff. The sky. This lie is over. Welcome back to Woods and Water, South Carolina. I cannot for the life of me figure out what happened here. Oh, well. No biggie. No biggie. It'll just, you know, as much as I like traveling and going to our three symposiums, going to National Deer Alliance stuff, talking about CWDs, it's, it's the most fun I have is right here in South Carolina. And I've gotten to do, there's been three things this, this fall that I've really enjoyed doing. And that some of you... Well, all of you could get involved. Well, some of you, it pretty much applies to some of you, but but you may know somebody that it would help. And one of, one of those things was Savannah Riverside. I got an invitation from um, Thomas Mims, Sal Mims down at, uh, he's a U.S. Forest Service guy who is in charge of hogs at SRS. 
hog control. I think he told me they took out like some like 2,100 hogs over the last year from, and they're not making a dent in the population down there. But anyway, he, um, they had this event. It was a first responders bass fishing tournament on Par Pond. Par Pond has been fished one time in like the last 20 years. And that was last March or April when they had a mobility impaired fishing tournament on it. So they wanted to put on a first responders tournament down there and, I bet I caught 60 bass anywhere from three to five pounds. A lot of them schooling. Uh, there were some eight and nine pounds. It was a two fish limit. We, we all agreed. And, and of course, every, every first responder had a boat captain. Sometimes there were two guys and a boat captain, but, um, so you weren't out there by yourself and, and things were really controlled. So you had to give security clearance and all that to get in there. But the top two fish, 17 pounds and something for two fish. So really neat. So for first responders, that tournament is in September. I think it was in September. But if you are mobility impaired, and this is because they had trouble filling all the first responder people, get enough people to come down and go fishing on Par Pond, which is like, like I said, it's been fished once in the last 20 years. That was last March. Uh, it was a cooling time, uh, RNP reactors. It was used to be Rap Pond. R&P reactors, because they pump water 30-something miles from the Savannah River into this pond, and then they used it to cool those reactors when Savannah River was in. But they reversed it to Par Pond, and uh, it was a really neat experience. Talk about hydrilla. Holy smoke, there was hydrilla <laughs> in that place. And the water was clear. We're talking like 7 feet, 8 feet down, you could see. So it was an incredible fishery. Well, anyway, first responders, were gonna, I think Talanoos are going to have another tournament next Next October of 19, but they also have a mobility-impaired tournament in April, after turkey season, maybe May, because they do some mobility-impaired turkey hunts, too, which you might want to get in on, and that's through the National Wild Turkey Federation. So if you know someone who's mobility-impaired, put it down on your calendar to start checking the National Wild Turkey Federation website, probably February Maybe January, start checking on to see. And I'll, I'll talk about it as soon as I get more details. But they've got turkey hunts down there. Uh, and they've got a fishing tournament coming up in probably April, late April, May uh, for mobility-impaired people, which is a great. And and, and I'll have I'll get Tal to come on. He, he doesn't want to, but I'm going to make him <laughs> because it's good for him. The exposure is great because it's a conservative effort. They've got, I, I forget how many square miles down there, 300 and something square miles of, of habitat. And he says, you know, we're, we're trying to share it. You know, make use of it now. He can't keep any of the fish because they all got iridium, you know, whatever. <laughs> so they're not green and glowing, and they don't have eight fins and two mouths and all that. They, they're cool bass, um, but they said that springtime term was incredible. My boat captain, for one of those days, uh, his guy couldn't cast. He's in a wheelchair, could not cast, but they figured out he could reel in fish, so they trolled all day. Hmm. <laughs> And he said, I bet they caught 30, 40 fish. It's just that kind of fishery. Uh, I forget how many, 2,300 acres, 2,600 acres. Just a cool thing. So be on the lookout. Listen to the show. I'll try to update as I get more details on the turkey hunts and the fishing tournament and the first responders because he said we're having, we, you know, even though we try to get the word out, we can't always get enough people interested to come down. It is a haul. Uh, there's a hotel night probably in the, in the mix. But just a great effort on both the Department of Energy's uh, side, the U.S. 
Forest Service, and uh, Savannah Riverside. So that was a cool one. Uh, got to go to a quail management seminar, our forest management for our wildlife habitat, down in Whitmire um, Thursday. And we toured a couple of different places. And uh, before I get into a lot of it, I'm, I'll tell you this. If, you're a pine, if you have pines planted for investment purposes and all, this is the second time my brother and I have heard this now, is there is a backlog of saw timber. Back around 2008 and 2009, uh, for some reason or another, a lot of people didn't cut at that time. They let it go another 10 years. And so there's, for the next five to 10 years, they're saying there's a glut of saw timber. So if you got pines planted and you're going to thin in the next five years, the second thinning, the, this is a second from two separate sources now is you might want to go ahead and cut it all now and replant because the value is not there. For those extra 10 to 12 to 15 years of growth. So there you go. And then this morning I was at a field trial in Chester right next door. 2917 Armenia Road um, is where they're having it. It's Kenneth and Joy Fleming. If you're over in that area, Spartanburg, Greenville, wherever, Rock Hill, and you want to see some bird dogs work, it's kind of a cool thing. A lot of Brittany Spaniels this year. I hadn't seen Brittany's on field trials as much. German short hairs seem to be taken over, but, but Brittany's are back and... It's good. I even saw a couple of setters with some tails. I like to see dogs with tails and fur on them. Pointers love, are okay. Love felt trials. Yep, they're cool. So there's, <laughs> there's there's just something about doing things right here in South Carolina. It's just fun. And with that, uh-oh. oh, wrong one. <laughs> no, no, I want an official red under combination. Do you want to get rid of my lead rifle? You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. The number to call is 877-235-9405. If you want to win some Zoom bait, some green fish toad toters, and we got some T-shirts and hats in here. We're going to mix and match a little bit. 877-235-9405. Get caller three. We'll just go caller one. It started off easy. (laughs) Caller one, you want some fishing stuff and T-shirts, maybe a hat or two. Call in, we'll give it away. But you got to come on the air because I got to ask you your shirt size. So be prepared. 877-235-9405. Deer hunting yesterday just, just blew me away. It's, uh, I love being, I love being in the woods where you're, you're like viewing wildlife at its at its best it's just fun isn't it it is it really is and it's hard to separate it's hard as the the hunter part the to separate yourself because i love wildlife mm-hmm. just i just love wildlife and um i was sitting there waiting for the deer to come out you know and i saw a beautiful gray fox absolutely gorgeous gray fox and, and for part of, for a moment, I was like, I need to get rid of him because leave my quail. <laughs> but part of me was like, no, that is just such a cool thing to see. Because we seriously, when coyotes moved in, we quit seeing foxes. Mm-hmm. And I bet this is the first gray fox I've seen in 15 years. Uh, red foxes every once in a while, but this is just a beautiful. And guess what I did not have? What did you not have? I did not have my camera. Oh, 
Daddy. What do I tell people what, what at the you? end of every show? Don't forget the camera. And I was in the deer stand yesterday without a camera. I just don't understand. How could you forget the camera? I did. I forgot the camera. Oh, I forgot him. All right. All right. We have Mr. Eddie on line one. Eddie, are you there? Hey, how you doing? I'm good. How are you today? Uh, okay, I'm going to work. No, it's not good. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, we're going to make it rain. A, but... I was fixing to say you could probably fish on your way to work with all the rains out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, we're going to make it a little bit better for you. Got some, uh, it's a package of three Zoom, uh, Greenfish Toad Toaders Bud Baits and three uh, packages of Zoom Horny Toads. Do you have a buddy that fishes with you? Yeah, my son. Well, I'm going to send him a package of the same thing. How's that? Great. Sounds good. <laughs> so I'm going to send you two of them. Uh, what size shirt does your son wear? Uh, probably extra large. Extra large, Taylor. We got an extra large down there. You want? Yeah, you got it. Gray or blue? Uh, blue, I guess. All right, I'm gonna send you an Afco, a blue Afco shirt, and an extra large. You got one in there? Should be right there. She's not very organized. You know what? <laughs> that's a medium, Taylor. I know that's a medium. Don't tell me I don't have a blue. Oh, you're gonna have to have gray. How's this? That? Is live radio, folks. <laughs> That'll work. <laughs> and do you like do you like a uh, do you like trucker hats? Yeah, you know, the web hat. Would you like a, a khaki one, a black one, or a blue one? Uh, black, I guess. All right, Taylor got a XL gray shirt from Afco, a black Afco hat, and two of those Zoom Tote Toter things. Yep. How's that? Is that make going to work a little bit better? Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so where are you from, Eddie? Uh, I'm from uh, Canton, North Carolina. Oh, okay. Very nice. I right. work in South Carolina, though. So. Okay, so where are you headed to work Pretty in long, South Carolina? At the Postal Service. Okay, cool. Well, I'll. Um, yeah. you want me to mail these to you? You're going to stop by the station and pick them up, either one. Uh, where is the station? Huh? It's on Wade Hampton. I tell you what, did you give Paul your email address? Yeah. Okay. I'll email you, get your address, and we'll mail it to you. How's that? That work. Very good. Well, Merry Christmas, Eddie. Thanks for listening. All right. Merry Christmas. Yes, sir. Thank you. Bye. Uh, bye. All right. Hang on. Welcome back to Woods and Water. We cut that one kind of close. <laughs> Paul came on and said, five seconds. <laughs> Get off the air. That's a hard break. You can't mess with that one. I can fudge the 15 and 45, <laughs> depending on how busy I am or what kind of thought I'm in. But that that, uh, that 330 <clears throat> one is it's set in stone. All right, Missy. Well, we got some good stuff here in the grizzly bear world. In the grizzly bear world. Well, I don't know if any of y'all have seen this. Y'all probably seen it. Read an article, seen it on social media, but now this is this is a little bit outside of South Carolina. Yeah, here. it's it's a little but, bit outside. But we go outside of South Carolina a lot here. We do. Um, this is in the Yukon Territory, up in Canada, and on Monday there was a mother and a ten-year-old baby, or a ten-month-old, <laughs> ten-year-old, ten-month-old baby that was mauled to death by a grizzly bear. 
and it was somewhere between 10 and 3 o'clock that day. Yeah. And this this is an awful situation, but there's a whole story behind it. And do you have something to add on that? No, I mean, you, okay. No, you're doing fine because there is a backstory to this. There is. Um, that applies to the United States here. In 1975, grizzly bears were put on the endangered species list. Um, there were 135 bears at that time. And now it's become a problem in Yellowstone and around Idaho, Wyoming, around there. Where, Surrounding states. Yes, where bears have come out of the park itself. And that's where it starts to get really dangerous for people that are trying to make a living off their livestock or, you know, just, I mean, just trying to survive because these bears go out, they will, they will find some kind of food. They don't care what it is. And cows are a lot easier to catch than elk. (laughs) Yeah. And, and the elk too, that, that herd up in Yellowstone has, the numbers have decreased very, very quickly because of so many restrictions put on these grizzly bear hunts. And now the hunts themselves have been held off because federal judges put themselves out there as I know more than these wildlife biologists that work for the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. And I say we're not going to have we're not going to hold these hunts. But yet there are 700 bears. As Estima- an aver- estimated. Yeah, estimated. Yeah. As like an average out there. But why why are we risking humans lives and their way of making money for their families by protecting these grizzly bears but, you have to go back to the fact that this this started back under the obama administration yeah, the, the delisting effort of grizzlies uh around yellowstone it's just primarily because they're protected inside yellowstone that's where they kind of their base is grown from and um you know You've got the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service who have said, look, we're, we're to the point now. We need to start controlling the population because grizzlies don't have any natural predators. Mm-hmm. Face it. Their only, their only limiting factor is the availability of food. So, you know, as Taylor said, the, the elk herd in Yellowstone has been devastated. Um, and the grizzlies are moving outside. And that's all the, that's all those states wanted. Look at the ability to hold a, a limited number of hunts for those bears who are outside Yellowstone. They're not going into Yellowstone and shooting these poor little grizzly bears. These these are bears that have taken up residence outside the mm-hmm. park. And it's a it's just amazing the the overreach of the of a federal judge sometimes. It is, and and, and, and this this situation with the mother and her daughter that's just one of so much more that's going to happen because of these restrictions and. It's it's not just the the people that live out there. It's not just their lives. It's 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 a matter of how much money they're going to be able to make if they make it off their livestock. If they if and their way of food, the elk, and it's just it's going all back to this these grizzly restrictions. Well, and you're still you're starting to see inside Yellowstone some a lot more grizzly human interaction, mm-hmm. uh, which is another thing to consider. So it's. Yeah, it's it's a national, like she said, Taylor saw it on social media, Jim Shockey official, Facebook page or whatever. And uh, big news this week. Just sad. Um, but that's, but on one hand, it's it's bad. 
Okay. But on the other hand, it's a great success story mm-hmm. because conservation has again worked. And you've taken an animal that was nearly, you know, non-existent, and now you're to the point where you have to control them. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like a lot of other. It's it's why we have deer hunting right here in South Carolina. It's you got a resource that is continually growing. Now, granted, ours not continually growing anymore because <laughs> of coyotes, which is funny because I've got the coyote thing here. Um, but you're having a federal judge that says, I know more than the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, the Wyoming Department of Natural Resources, the uh, Fish and Game. What's the matter? Mm, nothing. You're <clears throat> fine. You'll get it. Mm-hmm. This is your first time. Mm-hmm. She wants to, folks, and I don't know, you can chime in if you want to. You can text in it. Do I want to do this? 877 Do you want to? Oh, hold up. Hold up. <laughs> Before I'll do anything, don't listen to him. Listen to me. What, 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 what are you, what are you, where are you going with this? I was going to ask everybody if they wanted to hear you or not, but the. That's yes. That's yes. <laughs> um, but there's a follow up to this. And that's what? Well, a big hunt in Yellowstone that has been going on for what? Was it 40 years? Oh, you, Is it ever, I think it was, I read somewhere it was every 40 years I've had this. Well, or for for, for forty years, they've done something. Essentially, but the, another federal judge says we're not having these. Yeah, they completely cut off that. The, yeah. But that one particular hunt in Yellowstone, and then now it's spread out to other hunts. Yeah. Well, the the ones that those states, what Idaho hasn't had a grizzly bear season since nineteen forty six, um, Wyoming since nineteen seventy four, since before it went on the endangered species. Mm-hmm. So, just from the bench, you know, that's what we're dealing with. That's and you're seeing that. A lot more and a lot more, and when it, what happens out west eventually comes east. So, as we say, elections have consequences, and that's just one of them. Thank you. You'll get this. That's cool. Mm-hmm. No, I th- I was going to check and see, but I think Taylor has has received her um, student membership with CIOPA, Southeastern Outdoor Press Association. She still she still can't get into some of the places she really wants to go, like the Archery Trade Association, some other things. But um, it's okay. It's a start. It's a start. it's a start. You have to start somewhere. And she wanted to be part of play more of a role here. And I'm fine with that. If mom's fine with it, and your <laughs> if your studies keep up, but you can you can keep track of the giveaways. How's that? Oh, awesome! <laughs> Love that. No, you know coyotes have been a, a big issue here in south carolina and so a while back i went through and and it took me a while because i went through every state and their first reported coyote sightings because everybody says oh dnr brought those things in here and released them to control the deer population and that's not true and the only people that illegally brought them in here were uh, fox hunters because there weren't enough foxes they brought in coyotes and they were prosecuted for it. They're more than a few. But but here, get this, okay? Uh, we'll start somewhere off. New Hampshire, 1930s. Vermont, 1940s. Nebraska, 1804. That figures. Maine, 1930s. New York, 1925. Michigan, 1900. Wisconsin, 1866. Maryland, 1972. Gosh, I need to, I need to do better with my writing. Ohio, 1919. Indiana, 1860. These are the first recorded sightings of coyotes, confirmed sightings. And these, get, get this. Illinois, 1800. Virginia, 1970s. West Virginia, 1970s. 
Arkansas, 1950s. Kentucky, 1970s. North Carolina, 1980s. Florida, 1920s. Georgia, 1950s. Alabama, 1960. Mississippi, 1965. You want to know when they were first confirmed in South Carolina? 1978. One of the latest dates on here. So, coyotes were coming, folks. Don't don't let any constantly, if you're on Facebook and go to a South Carolina deer hunt club page or there's just a, you know, the Black Panther syndrome. Black Panthers out there. Those are usually black cats. Big ones. Um, but, you know, the DNR brought this. Those things were coming. When you remove the wolf, which is another thing we got going on here, the delisting of wolves off the endangered species item, when you take away a natural predator, they tend to run wild. And they were coming. They were migrating. And if you follow that pattern and look, they actually came from the northeast down to South Carolina as they came across the Mississippi. You know, a coyote can swim, so they can come across the Mississippi, or they can walk one of the bridges. It's not, you know. <laughs> but that was that was kind of an interesting little thing I did with him. That's the eastern coyote. Um, so they were coming. They were coming. We're just now dealing with them. And they're here to stay. But like I said, I saw the gray fox. I had that cat. I got an article on cat, killer cats, the invasive species in your backyard. I don't know if I oh, want to tick off too many cat people today. Gracious. <laughs> but I had a cat, too. I watched him. He was at 40 yards. It never came any closer. I would have taken care of him, too. Uh, but the fox was just cool. Just cool. And that's the fun thing about being outdoors. It's, it's fun to hunt. But it's fun just to sit there and observe nature when they don't know you're around. So... And that goes back to being quiet while you're hiking. You can see a lot there. All right, hang on through the break. One more segment to go on today's show. Back on the other side. This is for the brokenhearted. Sing a song for the brokenhearted. See, I told you, if you do this long enough, I'm going to start singing. <laughs> Cut it off. Just, just stop it. Just, no. We're not going there. Not going there. But we're going here. No, no, I want an official red undercover nation. Do you want to check with my lead rifle? You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. 877-235-9405. Got another set of greenfish toad toaders and zoom horny toads and maybe something else. 877. Caller number three. Caller number three. 877-235-9405. Um, I love ish, I love stuff like this in the off season. Well, actually, at the tail end of deer season is when you start thinking about the next year already. So, for you deer hunters out there, QDMA put out, puts out some great stuff. And um, this is research out of the University of Georgia Deer Lab. It's providing unique insight into the rate at which white-tailed deer process visual images and how they perceive their environment. It appears that deer re- actually receive visual information at, at a much faster rate than we do, making them more sensitive to movement. Any movement to them will appear to be a slow motion. 
which, of course, allows them to react more quickly. And while finding this finding is true at all times of the day, it is at sunrise and sunset when the difference is greatest, four times greater than humans. The period when deer are most active and when humans are most hunters are most likely trying to outsmart them on their morning or evening hunts. So here you go. And this is just one of the things that they talk about in this article. Traveling to and from the stand. Now, when you're sitting there in your stand that you've got up this year, I think is a good time to kind of look at next year. Don't you think, Taylor? I, th- I do, yeah. Because we're going to move the stand that we put up this year. We're going to move. We just, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. When there were leaves on the trees, it was great. But it's we're up against, a, it's against a red oak tree and there's just, it's just not there now. You, just, you stand out. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that deer saw me last night. I, I don't know. I can't, I don't know. But um, this is your first one, and, and we got a caller on. Caller, if you just hang on a minute, let me get through this. We'll get to you. Uh, screening in process. Much has been written about this topic in the popular hunting press, but it works. Whether you plant a screen of trees, warm season grass, annual crops, something to cover you as you go to and from the stand like across a field. You kind of use that edge to break things up. The terrain change. Topography is a wonderful thing and influences our own land use patterns, which impacts vegetation types, continuity and diversity, which directly affects deer and other wildlife utilization travel. So, from a simple topographic map and aerial photo, you can begin to visualize broad patterns of deer movement. So there, and that takes a little bit of history. You gotta, you gotta make sure that you know where the deer want to go to and from Mm. and get to them. One lane road ahead, and this is a great one. It talks about making the trail to your deer stand a dead end. Don't put it off to the side of something. Cut a separate, which is what we're going to do when we build these box stands mm-hmm. this year. We're going to have a dead end road going right to it, lined with brush where the deer are not crossing that and they're not going down it. And then the other one, the one that's kind of self-explanatory, go around, fool. This should probably go without saying, but avoid the places deer want to be at the times they want to be there. For goodness sakes, don't walk straight across your highly attractive food plot where you know they're likely feeding and hope to put an arrow and a deer in the same spot on a morning sit. Okay? It may take some extra planning and time to get in and out of your sets, but it'd be worth the extra 10 minutes of walking or parking in an unusual spot when you can text your buddies that coveted hero shot. So, just some stuff for you deer hunters like me if you're sitting there I sat from, what, 5.40? No. About 5.45, 6 o'clock yesterday morning until almost 11. <laughs> in the rain. It was fun. And then Andy texted me these pictures of these big old deer. <laughs> so, anyway. All right, we got Jackie on the line. Jackie, thanks for listening to Woods and Water, South Carolina. Yes, sir. How you doing? Good. How are you doing? Man, I'm working on my boat on my car shed right now. You could be fishing out of your boat in your car shed today. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the place to be. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Well, do you like buzz baits and all, Jackie? Uh, I've used them a few times. Uh, yeah, I mean, they work pretty good. Yeah. I had, um, I was talking to Andy Montgomery this summer, and he was telling me that he'd throw top water all summer long. And, 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 uh, Brandon Cobb, man, I was on the boat with him the other day, back a couple months ago on Clarks Hill, and he's throwing one all day long, too. I, they they love that buzzbait. I love the explosion of a buzzbait. So, you fish with a buddy or with your son or anybody? Uh, yes, sir. My son, he's uh, 25. I love it. I love this. All right. We're going to fix you and your son up with some greenfish toad toters and some zoom horny toads. Uh, what size shirt do you wear? I'm an XL. All right. Gray XL from AFCO. Uh, would your son like a 
khaki AFCO hat, a black AFCO hat, or a blue AFCO hat? Uh, probably black. All right, grab a black out of there. And do you drink coffee, Jackie? I do, actually, yes. Do you? Have you ever yes. had any black rifle coffee? I've never tried it, no. Are you a light or a medium or a dark roast kind of guy? Uh, dark roast. Dark roast. You know, I don't think I got any. <laughs> I, <should. laughs> I was looking through here to say I thought for sure I got some dark roast coffee. I got something that sounds pretty good. Coffee or die. How's that? Uh, that'll work. <laughs> All right. I mean, they. If, do you know who Black Rifle Coffee Company sure is? Are you sure about this? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've heard of Black Rifle Coffee, but I've never tried it. Well, I'm going to send you, along with all this other stuff, I'm going to send you a bag of coffee or dye roast. It's a 12-ounce ground bag. It's a medium, kind of a darker medium. I thought for sure I had some dark, but I don't see anything on here. I got some light and some medium. I, may, I must have taken the dark off. But anyway, I'm going to send that. You and your son share some coffee together when you're going fishing and uh, put this stuff to good use. And if you can... Send me a couple pictures if you catch anything, would you? I will. Thank you, sir. All right. (laughs) You have a Merry Christmas, Jackie, and thanks for listening to the show. Yes, sir. Thank you. Yes, sir. All right. You got all that stuff put aside, right? I do. All right. See, you can do something on the show. I can do. I I am very good at when when somebody tells me to do something, I'm very good at doing it, depending on who the person is. Yeah, I was just fixing to say, you better clarify that, (laughs) because it depends on who's telling you to do what, whether or not you listen. All right. Have to take a moment here. Um, our 40, 41st president, George H. Herbert Walker Bush, died yesterday. Um, he was 94. 94 years old. He was commonly referred to as 41, short for 34, 41st. In childhood, he was nicknamed Half Half for his generosity in offering other youngsters half of whatever he had. He's born in 1924, Milton, Massachusetts. Uh, went to Phillips Academy, graduating his 18th birthday. He enlisted in the U.S. Navy. Of course, you know the story. Commissioned the same year, flew 58 combat missions in the Pacific. In 1944, he was hit by anti-aircraft fire 600 miles south of Japan. Managed to bail out. Was awarded the Distinguished Flying Cross and three Air Medals. Um, 20 years old, 1945, he married Barbara, who is the spitting image of my grandmother Metz. Holy oh my goodness, smoke. she is! Isn't she? Uh, I, I always loved watching her because she she just reminded me of my grandmother met so much. Um, four sons, two daughters. One of their daughters died of leukemia at age three. He went to Yale. Uh, Phi Beta Kappa graduate with a degree in economics. Captain of the varsity ba- baseball team. Moved to Texas. Worked in the oil business. Of course, he became our forty forty first president. And, and all the things he had to. Or he saw change in his presidency. You know, you had the the end of the Cold War, the breakup of the Soviet Empire, the fall of the Berlin Wall. Uh, he went to Panama to get Noriega. In fact, one of the guys I went to high school uh, got killed in that. Uh, Gary, uh, uh, Isaacs. Gary Isaacs. I couldn't remember his name for a second. Uh, he put together 30 countries that went in and kicked Iraq out of Kuwait in 1991 with the launch of Operation Desert Storm. A hundred-hour land battle. hundred hours, folks. That was great. I remember watching it on TV. It was great. Do you remember the Scud Stud? <laughs> Can't remember his name, but I remember what he was called. Uh, 
appointed David Souter and Clarence Thomas to the U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, a true, a true American patriot. So, George H. W. Bush, ninety-four years old, and you learned some history today. You never know what you're going to get on this show. <laughs> Got a lot of other things going on. We're going to start next week. I think Neil Paul from Visit Anderson is going to come in and host with me, and you're going to be at home doing schoolwork. Uh, um, uh, mm. <laughs> and, and we're going to get started talking about fishing. We're going to still. I got some more hunting stuff to cover, but fishing because of the MLF uh, Bass Pro Tours come out, uh, the Elite Series, the FLW. There's been changes. People have jumped and are fishing different uh, different tours this year. Or uh, we talked to Andy Montgomery, who went to the MLF from the Elite Series. Uh, we'll get him. I'm going to have Anthony Gagliardi coming on. Brandon Cobb has changed series. Got a, Brian Latimer is going to come on. So we're going to, we're going to start here the last part of, probably the middle part of December, this next show, and then we'll skip a couple weeks. And then January, we're going to get back into, uh, fishing and the upcoming tour. And next week we'll have some more giveaways. I love Gene Hill. If you, want, if you want a good book for somebody for Christmas, get them a Gene Hill book. It doesn't matter which one. What friends I have, what days I treasure most, what places that I think about and smile, they are because shotguns are. Without them, I would have been empty. They have made my life full. A good shotgun is a friend for life. I love my little brownie 20. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I know. I know. <laughs> Thanks to your mom. It was a scratch and dent sale when we first got married. We didn't have much money. <laughs> But uh, I worked at Jumbo. Have a shotgun. I jump, I worked at Jumbo Sports at that time, right down there next Texas Roadhouse, and uh, she let me get it. Scratch and dent sale, and then I proceeded to put a lot more scratches and dents in it, <laughs> and wore off a lot of bluing and all that. So, anyway, I hope you enjoyed the show today, Taylor. Thanks for coming in. Yes, I'm gonna be back in here next week because no, if Neil Paul's gonna be in no, here, I'm gonna be in here. No, you're not. <laughs> not gonna be here. <laughs> Neil's up in Charlotte getting rained on. <laughs> Waiting for Clemson to play. <laughs> Clemson might do something if they ever played anybody. It was worth anything. Oh, boy. I just made a lot of people mad. Wow. And I didn't even get to the cat story. <clears throat> <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening. We'll be back with more Christmas stuff next week. As always, make time to get out there. Take the back roads when you can. and Don't forget the camera. Do yeah. not like your host. Yep. Don't do that. <laughs> Miss that picture. That will never get there again. Have a great week. Talk to you next Saturday on More Woods and Water, South Carolina. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.